I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everybody. It's Tim Heidecker, and you are listening to Hey Fan. Enjoy your morning. Hey, up. <laughs> One year in Hey fam, welcome to Hey fam My name is Levins My name's Angus Truskin I just want to take this opportunity, Levins To say happy 100 years of Hey fam Happy 100 years, Angus On tonight's show, we're going to be talking Star Wars Rogue One Oof. Finding Dory Oof. Uh, That's all noises now. That's all That's it, that's it. Yeah, Absolutely <laughs> nothing else And look, uh from the get-go, just want to say, this is we've been doing this for a year, and so, you know, thanks for downloading. Thanks for hanging out with us. So, at the end, we're going to have something a little special for you guys. From the end, buddy, I got it already planned for us right now. Oh, okay then. Well, uh, look, we, 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 we put out a big message last episode and said, can you all email us your favorite Hey Fam moments of uh, the last year? I mean, there were so many. It's like picking children. So, we've just gone together. We've pulled together a bunch of, I just think... Boy, they're your favorites, guys. You we've know got, the pits. Look, I, I've said too much. We, you know, we, we've been doing this for 12 months, guys. I think that warrants what they call in the industry a clip show. So uh, without further ado, take it away, Levens. Uh, which clip would you like me to pick, Angus? I think the one where we accidentally ordered 300 pizzas and had to eat them. That was that one comes in from uh, little, little Darren from uh, t- Taraji. Yeah, and that's, of course, uh, episode number 476. All right, take it away. Hey, Angus, it's me, Levens. We're just recording our podcast. Um, oh, someone's at the door. Oh, can you get... What, oh. There's a huge truck here. There's, there's a semi-trailer and it's... it's oh, not- I'm just, I'm just going to walk to the door. <laughs> what's, what's, what's all that cheese? Oh, wait, I don't have to walk anymore because it's, uh, it's, it's, it's 2059. Oh, the podcast. It's all hover, <laughs> hoverboards. Oh, what the fuck? 300 pizzas? Great clip, Angus. Um, what an amazing clip. It was pretty funny. I mean, I think we all remember... You know, we ate them all, and I guess we all remember the next episode, the really sick episode. Let's hear a clip from that right now. Of course, that was the episode in which we both died. Yeah, and um, luckily, we were- thanks to you know future technologies uh, that at the time were present technologies, we're like, this is cool. We're alive now. <laughs> yeah, that was the clip. <laughs> that was the clip. Oh yeah, uh, I can't believe we didn't die from all the pizza because of the new new technologies that saved us. I'm happy to be alive and doing this podcast again. Here's to another. <laughs> A hundred years. Another hundred years. The official hundredth episode, episode of Hey Fam centenary. Uh, who, who else can forget the clip <laughs> when you and I were just sitting here minding our own beeswax, <laughs> and then only Samuel L. Jackson came in through the ceiling. Oh, oh, I hope you're going to do his voice. <laughs> oh, hey, um, no, remember he was muffled, and so he was like using sign language to speak to us, and then everyone was like, "Oh, it's clever of them." Okay, like, you're right. Let's play that yeah. clip right yeah. now. Wait a minute. Can you see a 
big black boot hanging through my my ceiling. Looks like and a, and a big black cloak. I, rec- I recognize that boot and cloak from um, the hit movie The Avengers. I think and the hit movie Captain America Two. Wow. Um, uh, Winter Soldier. Hey, get get on. Oh uh, no, you're just oh. gonna see yourself out. Why? Right. Oh, oh, cool. See you later. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> Great uh, clip, Angus. This. Really great clip. Uh, boy, this is going to be a really exciting episode. I can't wait to just hit that clip button. Uh, one more time. Uh, one more time, of course. <laughs> What's one of your other favorite memories? Well, um, we got one sent in from um, uh, Tommy from Melbourne. And um, he said, can you please Tommy? play... I'm, I'm reading that with my future eyes as Tony. Oh, is that Tommy or Tony? I yeah, know. It's the Tony, Tony D. Egg, I think okay. his name is. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he said, can you please play um, the clip from your 300th live episode? Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Um, okay, uh, let's, let's hit the button now. All right. Uh, hey, mates. <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm an egg. <laughs> Great cliff, Angus. Great cliff. Wow, it's so self indulgent. I know. Um, What's well, our hundredth episodes episode? We, we deserve. We, we deserve this. Um, and also, you deserve to hear our thoughts on the movie Finding Dory. Angus, you finally saw it. Uh, just w- yeah, finally saw Dory. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's the story, Morning Dory? I, I said to everybody in the theater uh, before they kicked me out. Oh, I, I got a clip of you saying that. All right, I'll can just you play the clip button right now? And so, uh, you know, the working title for this was actually. Uh, What's the story morning? Oh, shit, I've got to go. <laughs> He's coming for me. Oh, Great yeah. Cliff. <laughs> and that's what I call a sticky situation. <laughs> uh, got out of that one. Look, yeah, finally saw Dory. I mean, uh, y- you saw it a week before. Normally, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm what they call a day oneer for a lot of Pixar films. Haven't been lately. It's kind of weird when you're a bit older and you don't have a kid with you just going to that first session of a Pixar film. I mean, I've got to figure out. Maybe I'll go with you one time and your kid. I mean, it's pretty rough. I, we did the, the 10 a.m. Saturday session. That's right. And I think I remember I told you, I actually spoke on this podcast when I saw Inside Out. It was devastating because it was just running. The cinema was full of children. It was a Sunday, 3 p.m. Like, erroneous on my part. And I think parents were just treating it like a crash. And there were kids, like, there was eight kids, like, chasing each other through the movie. Like, just. Yeah, parents well, were letting them do it. All and the I was kids like, in the cinema, rude. in this in this showing, including my own, were relatively well behaved for the first hour or so of the movie. Yeah, and then the movie—it's a pretty brief movie, too, isn't it? I've yeah, got to say, anything over an hour when your kid is too dang long. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anything um, that's not a Peppa Pig. Yeah, you can, you can you can watch two to three hours worth of Peppa Pig and not not have a care in the world, but watch the same one chunk for for over an hour. Whew. Impossible. Impossible. Um, so Archie started getting pretty restless while he was watching, but nowhere near as bad as the other kids. So did you miss out on anything? First things first. Uh, not that. Not that too much sure. I mean you know well Dory goes Dory, missing Dory's a fish <laughs> yeah and okay. so are her other friends um, yeah well, you, we've spent a huge amount of time discussing Pixar uh, you know it was one of the things we bonded over uh, originally in our I think early days uh, all those years ago we, did, years we did an ago. episode that was all about us ranking the Pixar movies from best to worst and um, I think I said that I put Finding Nemo in, in the middle tier of Pixar movies. Yeah, and you recently rewatched it again. I rewatched I think it the night before, night before we went to see Dory. I watched it with Archie for the first time. And, Did that um, change your power rankings? Uh, are you still happy? Yeah, I was like, you know what? Actually, this is actually one of the best Pixar movies by it's, far. I still think it's, 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 it was in my, then it was in my top three. It still is. And uh, especially in that is, is Ellen DeGeneres' performance as Dory. Um, just the emotions that she conveys as that goddamn fish. Extremely endearing. And like, yeah, I mean, at first, she's like real goofy and 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 crazy, but the fact There's that real she sadness to her, isn't it? There really she, is the, the, the clown, despite the fact Nemo and uh, Marlin is a, are a clownfish. You know, the the clown is always the saddest uh, person in the room, and Dory is the clown in the Nemo verse, I believe. Um, so Dor- finding Dory finished. I was at one saw at Hornsby um, event cinemas, and we went, yep. and I could smell this smell. Went downstairs to buy some bread. The fish market next door oh. grilled Dory. 
giving away oh, free samples. Are you kidding me? That's real. It's a real thing. I saw the clip. I'll That's real. The, no, I'll put the picture up on uh, on oh, the Facebook group. Tasteless, but also tasty. Yeah, very, yeah, very extremely delicious. tasty. But um, yeah, I, I thought so. I mean, all of the Pixar sequels, obviously, Toy Story two and Toy Story three, as good as, if not as like better than the first Toy Story. Yeah, they've always been considered one of those rare sequels, uh, series of sequels alongside, I guess. No, these days only like Indiana Star Jones Wars and Star Wars. And, yeah, where well, the first Indiana, no, 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 you know, the Kingdom of the, of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Matrix Revolutions. No, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, where these, you know, the, a sequel done well, where it's not a rehash at all. It's just take, you know, a good sequel hits the ground running, and there's no need to world build again. You know, you know everybody, and that that that's a great sequel. And, you know, Toy Story did that so well, and and you also bring so much new to the to the franchise. Totally, well. and, uh, yeah, it's it, it's beautiful. And I mean, everyone listening doesn't know, doesn't need to hear this. They've already made thousands of famous sequels. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, good thing about you know Andrew Stanton came back, director of Dory, and that that's fantastic. I think. Um, yeah, I'm but, glad that it wasn't a. But a, beyond, but beyond like, Toy Story two and three, the Pixar sequels, mm. Cars two, obviously. Piece Still of shit. the only Pixar movie I haven't seen. Cars 1, also a piece of shit, but Cars 2, even more so. Do you think if you're American, you like Cars? Because I know it's a huge romanticism with the uh, Highway 61, or, you know, the Route 60, whatever it is, Highway. Fieri Highway. Yeah, it's, it, and I remember John Lasseter explaining it, saying, oh, you know, it's that great American thing with cars and driving around American. I don't know, I'm curious. I, to well, you and I have both driven around America. We've both driven, like... Coast to coast, separately. Yeah, I was. You didn't know I was following you, but eventually uh, <laughs> we found out. I was at a classic episode. Play what? the clip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here I am driving down Highway sixty nine, baby. No care in the world, and definitely not my famous podcast co-host. Beep, John beep, hey, who's that? Beep. It looks like JJ Abrams. Well, wait a minute. Let me take off these glasses. <laughs> oh, what the hell? <laughs> it's me. I don't know how we're communicating. <laughs> I don't know why we're recording. <laughs> so glad that you and I separately record our own internal monologues while we drive. Let's sync it up. <laughs> cool, man. Let's take this to the road. Uh, Great clip. <laughs> that was fun. A uh, little dangerous, but also, yeah, don't pod and drive, guys. Uh, so, Monsters University was the prequel to Monsters Play the Inc. clip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I might go see uh, that Monsters, Inc. sequel. Oh, prequel. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm in for that. Uh, All I'll right. Get, I'll get the popcorn. <laughs> what year is it? 2046? Cool. That'll be 900. $100, please. Cha-ching. Great uh, that was a great day at the movies, wasn't it? <laughs> Catching that retro screening of Monsters University. <laughs> uh, so, Monsters University was the prequel to Monsters, Inc. Did you like that at all? Yeah, I, I've always really had a soft spot for Monsters, Inc. I think I placed it quite high in my list more so Monsters than... Monsters, Inc. Is, is, is one of my favourite Pixar movies. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And, it, you know, at that, stage, at that stage, we'd only seen the... Toy Story and A Bug's Life like it was the fourth film I think and so Toy Story 2 and then Monsters yeah so we'd only see the same characters I mean Mm. like several times so I I really like that about it and I I, I love the universe I thought it was great and I really liked Monsters University more so after seeing Dory as well in the sense that it kind of did what Dory did first Mike Wazowski was the lead as opposed to Sully when you think about it yeah sure and I kind of thought that was a cooler a cool thing I I don't really think it brought Anything new to that? Well, look, it's that, the prequel argument. Yeah, it's the yeah, Hobbit. It's the Star Wars prequel. Like, we know where everyone ends up, and I still find that's problematic if you're trying to tell a prequel. I still think yep. we know. Like, I remember watching the big final third act, and it's like, oh, they're going to be okay. I'm like, yeah, I know they're going to be okay because they are working and living together in like the famous original movie. And I, I just think prequels always tough. I mean, you know, we can do we can do a whole prequel podcast series about prequels. Let's play the clip. Hey, man, you know what? I kind of like. <laughs> Always wondered what it'd be like, what if we uh, did a series, you know, like, just kind of before we did the podcast, like what we were doing. Let's do a prequel to the serial podcast. 
Oh, okay. So like Adnan. Uh... Yeah, you're Adnan. Oh yeah, obviously. And I'm the host. <laughs> okay, and what? And you let's just... play the clip. So do I got to? Let's play the clip of that. Oh, three clips. <laughs> um, Clipception. Well, so I'm really into this girl called uh, Hey. Dun, 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 I'm uh, not in jail dun, yet, so dun, I can't do a collect dun, call. Dun, 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 uh, dun, dun, yeah, alright, stop this one. <laughs> that was a great clip. That was um, that was probably the best clip we've done. Sorry, I got. Oh, I've actually just got a, a notification just came up on the <laughs> clip machine that we are all out of clips for today. For, for the for the minute. <laughs> for this minute. Um, so what the fuck were we talking about? Do- those Dories. Um, Monsters at University, I thought, was like, you know, it, w- it was nowhere near as good as the first Yeah, Monsters no, Inc. no. I mean, it was kind of a nice riff, I thought, on like the classic college movie. You know, the, jo- the re- it was basically Revenge of the Nerds. I even think that's what they pitched it as. And it was fine. But again, I would always watch Monsters, Inc. over Monsters University, like if I was given a choice. Definitely. Yeah. So, Mo- Finding Dory, I think, definitely brings more to that world than Monsters University did. Look, and I think it's as good as a sequel as... Toy Story 2. No way. You should rewatch Toy Story 2 if you think that. You I son know. of a bitch. I did recently. I don't know. I really play the clip. Play the clip. <laughs> don't play the clip. Um, man, I've seen, to- <laughs> seen this one. Huh, Toy Story 2. I haven't watched that for a while. Yeah, uh, well, what the hell? I'm going to play this one anyway. <laughs> man, 4D is excellent. You in me. <laughs> I'm so um, glad I'm watching this naked with my 4D helmet on. <laughs> Ooh, 5D. I forgot that thing moves. Um, but... I just I, I don't know it, it, there was something about this about Finding Dory that it just felt like you know that crazy manic action of, of Force Awakens and yeah. the Tintin movie yeah. it felt like the, that in parts without furthering the story in a believable way um, sure and there were so many moments where Dory would be like you know oh my god we've only got one second to do this but Dory needs to explain to everybody why it's important that she's doing it yeah. for, and why this person should also think this for three minutes and then suddenly, so oh, I- we're fucked now, but you know, you saw that coming because you wouldn't shut up. Yeah, but that's kids' movies, right? Yeah, I don't know. But there was... there was. I, I didn't like notice that happening. I really loved the intro. I loved it was from her. Like You've probably already seen the, seen the clip online or images of Baby Dory. Play the clip. Play the clip. <laughs> Great clip. <laughs> uh, Baby Dory's beautiful. Baby Dory's adorable. Stunning, cute, etc. And, the, and the whole journey to try and find her parents, like that, and the sync up. But I love the intro how it like did that and immediately synced up to where her and Marlon run into each other. Yeah, in Nemo, and it's just so cool. And it's really she's got a really sad introduction. It was like it was really heartbreaking. Like yeah. I wasn't prepared. Short term to, memory loss is tough, yeah. especially when you're a fish. And it's beautiful, and her parents are loving and caring. Uh, it was. Oh, I don't know. I, I love that universe. I love those kids, and I just really like seeing Nemo and Martin again. I really did. Like I realized I love both of those characters, and I think I've told you my overprotectiveness with my pets. <laughs> and so I see a lot of Marlon in myself. It's probably literally the character I relate to most in the Pixar verse. Um, I really noticed it when I rewatched Finding Nemo, but again, even in Finding Dory, don't you reckon that Marlon, especially, so more, more so than Nemo, just kind of looks like a fish with like Bart Simpson's face? <laughs> like, I always think of him as Al- I know what Albert Brooks looks like. And he's the other, and I just can't not see Albert Brooks. Like He's got the same mouth and nose and everything. Like It is quite pretty... More, he looks more like his voice actor than Dory looks like uh, Ellen. Ellen doesn't look that much like Dory, I've got to say. Yeah, not blue. No, not blue, not purple-eyed. Uh, a bit of yellow. She's got blonde hair, yellow mm. fin. But, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I was really into it. I was, like, on board. I was like, it's like a heist movie or something. It's like... Yeah, no, it was, it was super fun. And I loved um, Ed. What's his name? Oh, Ed O'Neill was great. Ed O'Neill was so great as that big squid. He was such a great character. And what I loved about... So, he's, you've probably seen him in the... Um, promo art he's the uh, well he's not actually an octopus because you find out he's lost a leg That's and right. I liked the fact he was 
So this is so yeah. So I mean, look, we're going to spoiler ter- territory. Uh, Just a tiny bit of it. Tiny bit. Dory gets lost, and they, they, they make their ways to to an aquarium. They make their way to aquarium to a well, a marine park in California where there's like a rehabilitation center for sick fish and stuff that will usually go back on display. And she remembers Dory out of the blue just remembers certain words, and so they track it down and find that's where her parents were. But uh, there's already an octopus. Obviously, she gets captured in a scene that's very similar to Nemo getting captured by people in a boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, they think she's injured. Oh, no, she does have like a beer can, uh, six-pack six, six uh, rubber thing, a plastic thing around her. So they go, like, oh, look, she's injured. And she meets uh, Frank. Is Frank the octopus, isn't it? Sure. And yeah, I thought he was great. And like what I liked about him is he was dying to get go into... Uh, what do you call it? Captivity. Yeah, he really wanted to be in captivity. And you never got his backstory, which I really appreciated. I thought that it was very obvious. You know that he lost a leg and you knew that he was scared of the ocean. And I thought that was good. Like, you could make your own leaps as to how he lost his leg and why he's scared. Yeah, we didn't and need some weird flashback. Yeah, and he didn't get a flashback. flashback and yeah. I really appreciated that. I was like, oh, that's good. But they're being quite subtle, but they get like, that's some really good character development without rubbing it in your face. Yeah. I really, I thought his and Dory's relationship was interesting because he was kind of like a bit. Uh, bit cranky and cantankerous or something like that but also i you, you still wanted you rooted for him he was kind of a nice guy mm. yeah i don't know and dory's like just adoring obviously yeah uh, totally so, yeah yeah so i mean where in the first movie we got weird comedic takes on uh turtles, turtles i mean they're the only sharks the, the only recurring characters we've got to say are the turtles yep which are great, and they're not. It's not lame at all, and it's not like a big moment that the movie hinges on. It's pretty which straight up immediately. Yeah, yeah which is great. And Mister Ray, who is my favorite character. Oh, yeah, he's the best. <laughs> he's the best, and yeah, and they're never, and they make sense. They're not just like you know shitty little, you know, ones for the mum and dads. Like it's just, totally. they're, they're natural cameos. What did you think of uh, the new characters, like the British seals, who I thought were actually. Nick Frost and So Simon did I Peck. And I found out it was Idris Elba yeah. And McNulty From yeah. The Wire That so was great crazy. I thought they were excellent Yeah they were really really um, good And I really loved uh, Sweet D from It's Always Sunny As Destiny The, the short-sighted uh, Beluga whale Yep And the Ty Burrell From Modern Family As the, the the guy who could You know The other the other whale thing Yeah yeah I thought they were great I thought they were Really good additions She was She was a, a Whale shark She was a whale shark and He sorry. was, he the was he, Yeah he was yeah. the beluga Who could use like radar I was really I hoping were... At some point A mariachi band Would play while he was While he was on, on screen have you, seen that, have you seen that YouTube of, of the beluga whale Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well band? you know You know how Pixar Like to hide um, Easter eggs to future films in film. Yeah. Well, their next one's about Day of the Dead. Like the, you know how they're doing a film about Day, oh, yeah, Mexican of Day of the Dead. Did you notice anything in that? No, but that would have been a sick opportunity. Oh, Mariachi, of course. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, damn. We Pixar. should be Pixar writers. You dropped the fucking ball on that. Uh, once Nintendo fire us, we can go work at Pixar. One, yeah, once we resurrect, well, we have, and we'll play the clip of that when we saved Nintendo and the NX went on to. <laughs> I'm trying to the, the play the clip, but the clip machine's broken. We hit that MF clip button too many times. <laughs> it's a new MF Doom album. <laughs> it's just him and our, our clips. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, then it's kind of the opposite, obviously. It's Dory, it's, Dory's the one lost, and she basically figures out she was born and raised in this marine park in an ex- exhibit, and, you know, they're trying to get her to it. The other characters, while Marlon and um, Nemo look for them, and hey, Nemo's all grown up a bit. He's got a few tales, you know, he's a. Yeah, and he's confident. And he also is, like, a lot better at standing up to his dad, because his dad is still classic old. Uh, you know, well, overbearing. Look, think Marlon. about it. He, he, he's in, he's ninety nine children and wife was yeah. killed within the first ten seconds. Everyone says that up is the saddest Pixar start. I'm still going with Nemo. So when I within showed- twenty seconds, his entire family is killed by I'm going to say like the most ferocious 
Pixar character? Have you know how they normally like humanize or cutify like a, a, a creature or something in a Pixar film? This is like a straight up, like almost photorealistic, ugly barracuda Super that just gnarly. eats the shit out of his family. That's really sad. Yeah. I, yeah. I skipped that bit when I showed my two-year-old son that Aww. bit. Uh, I mean, you don't need it as a young kid, I think, that bit. You, Nemo still gets lost without that happening. Oh, my God. He bawled his eyes out when Nemo got taken by the boat. Oh, that's so sad. Apparently, the daughter, uh, there's a photo of the... Who was the, the, the dentist's niece? Uh, like Dora. Dora. Like Dora, Dora not no, Dory, not Carla. Like Dala. Dala. Dala, yeah. There's a photo of Dala in the, um, in, in the, in the animal hospital. Oh, no way. Apparently, yeah. There's a few uh, throwbacks to the first film. Yeah. And apparently the boy who's in the waiting room reading the Incredibles comic from Finding Nemo is at the marine park with his mom. Oh, amazing. That's so cool. And I like that it's only set like a few months later. Yes, That was cool. I really like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, it was. I thought it was a really enjoyable movie, and if you're a fan of the of the first one, this doesn't take away from that movie. No, at a all. very fun third act too, with the truck and everything. Yeah, but I mean, at that point, it was like it was like super fun, but very, very like didn't feel like in the same theme as the first yeah, movie. It's, you know what I mean? You, like know it, you know what? I found it a bit, and this is strange. Like I, I, I had no problems with it because it's about talking fish. The movie, so I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I have no problems, but it reminded me a bit of. The Lost World Jurassic Park when the T-Rex came to San Francisco. I was like, all right, now we've got an octopus driving a car. And I was yeah. like, but I'm okay with it. Like, yeah. that's the first thing I thought of when they kind of reversed Jurassic Park. And, you know, they're like, Jurassic Park is we go to them. And kind of Finding Nemo was very ocean and, you know. Totally. Harbour-based film. But the fact that they're driving on car, I was like, no, you know what? Like, I, I, I never once thought, oh, this is a bit dumb. I was like, this is actually cool. But funnily enough, did you have a lot of weird flashbacks to the end of Toy Story 1? With trying to get a truck door open while someone's driving behind them, trying to rescue someone from it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I yeah. was like, this is very similar to Toy Story One, and yeah. I had to Google today to see if anyone thought about it. So no one else has brought that up. Holy shit! That's a hot I was t- like, that's, that's a Angus Truscott hot take. It's a very similar third act, and obviously within Pixar, like they wouldn't have not discussed the fact. That it's not that similar, but it's similar enough. Um, you say it was it, 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 that it's just talking fish, but I feel like once something as dumb as a talking fish has made you cry. Then yeah, there's true. so much more than that. Did you cry in it? No, that's that was the biggest thing. I did. Finding Dory for me lacked the emotional moment beyond little young Dory for sure. What was the? What, um, I think it was when much, she was found that her parents just waited outside the whole time and had all the thousands of shells leading back to the yeah, house. Yeah, sure. Okay, sorry, that really, that really got me. That was a spoiler. <laughs> okay. Well, we said spoilers. Sure. We spoiled heaps of it. Okay. Well, everyone dies and Levin's <laughs> eats them in the food court at the, at the cinema <laughs> downstairs. Um, what did you think of the short before Finding Nemo? Oh, the best I think that I've ever seen. Yeah. By Pixar. Did you not think it was kind of weird, though, that before you see your Talking Fish movie, you see a short film in which birds eat fish? Well, pippies, to be fair. But yeah, no, I think... Delicious pippies. Delicious. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was one of the best shorts Pixar had done. Like, at that stage, my eyes were already welled up because it was just... that It was the Pixar recipe, like a very basic story, no dialogue, just told... Like, I'll probably start crying now. I don't know. Something to do with Pixar. It was just... It was beautiful. Yeah. It was such a stunning uh, short. Uh, it looked incredible, too. It looked amazing. Like, photorealistic, basically. But, oh, it was, it was great. And what a beautiful... Yeah, it was... That the little seagull. That, I did, yeah, I, sorry. I can't talk. I'm going to cry. So, I won't talk about it. <laughs> without this is the, really nice. Without giving it too much thought, have you got favorite shorts from uh, yeah, Pixar movies? Yeah, yeah, I do. And even the most more recent Disney sh- movies as well. They've had some great shorts for those, too. Look at... 
I haven't, uh, admittedly, I haven't seen the short that was with The Good Dinosaur, which I heard was amazing, but only because I downloaded The Good Dinosaur from iTunes and that you don't get the short. Oh, you should. Do you? Yeah, yeah, there's like an, ex- and it usually has an extra. I didn't buy thing. it, I rented it. Oh, right. So I rented, so yeah. Is the movie good? I haven't, I haven't seen it. Look, I like the movie. I don't think it was as great as some of the Pixar ones. I would have placed, definitely placed it above Cars, Brave. Um, sorry, that's like, sorry everyone. That's, I hate Brave. That's we, about to say, we, we, like, we did about, a whole episode about how I was about to say it's the most cliche thing to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, it was very cute and it's a very, uh, yeah, it's nice. It's nice? Would Archie but like I, it? Oh, Archie would love it. It's this a bit is... scary in parts. It's a bit like The Lion King. Sure. It's a bit like a little dinosaur is kind of responsible for his so, like older, dino- his, his dad dinosaurs, maybe death. Right. And so he has to go by himself and it's very Simba-esque and then he meets... Um, Sounds more like the, uh, what was that dinosaur movie when we Land were Land Before kids? Time? Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like The Land Before Time, but what I like is the, um, he has a human called Spot. And that's his kind of friend. And right. he's just kind of like a feral human who's lost his parents as well. Right. And they kind of bond together. It's a bit of a road trip movie. And, you know, they meet pterodactyls, T-Rexes. And so it, it's nice. And it looks beautiful. It looks like they're kind of quite cartoony looking, the dinosaurs. But the landscapes are like basically photorealistic. And it's, it's incredible. It's, um, yeah, it's cute. I'm, um, it seemed to be lacking something though, and it was in development hell. Remember, it switched yeah, directors heaps of times, and they almost scrapped it. And I'm going to give you a hot dad tip. Um, so, if you buy the Disney Blu-rays, and I don't know if they do it with the DVDs too, you get the digital copy with it. Yeah, Disney are one of the few um, like companies that do their like film companies that do mm. their that have a, a tie-in with iTunes. Like you know, oh. other other films like all the roadshow stuff. You got to use like, ultraviolet or some horse some shit. Yeah, but all the Disney ones, you immediately get an iTunes copy. Because you know, Steve rest- Jobs was uh, majority of chairman of Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, why they're, ba- they're pals. So you get you get for the rest of your life if you buy a Blu-ray through Disney. That's you so get good. That that entire release for any format with for the rest all, of your life. Yeah, exactly. Just on a link to your iTunes account. That's, that's really which means good. that. So if I buy any Disney Blu-ray. Well, save can, some money. I Go buy the DVDs it. and then just download the HD yeah. 1080. I can I can watch it on my 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 iPhone, my iPad. Well, remember my in Apple episode TV. 306, you watched it on your um, iPad 69. Oh yeah, of course. Let's, Let's play, play that clip. Eleven. So you got what do you got on that new iPad of yours? Show oh, me, it's a brand it new one. I threw out my iPhone 68, <laughs> and uh, here's my iPhone 69. What's it doing? Uh, well, it plays this little film that maybe you've heard of it called The Good Dinosaur. Well, I just had a lobotomy last week because I died after I ate all the pizzas, and I'm kind of learning things again. Why don't you fire it up? Uh, what pizzas? Great clip. <laughs> um, so I, I I think I'm going to buy a Good Dinosaur. Yeah, do it. Yeah, it, it, it's good. I think you'll like it. Do you like dinosaurs? Let me ask you <laughs> I this. Do, and I love like- feral children. Yeah, it always it has a bit of Americana about it too, but not as much as Cars. But the dinosaurs and this are kind of like um, settlers, like they're building and they're working on crops all day and stuff. Like it's kind of like you've seen the trailer, haven't you? And it's like, what if dinosaurs didn't I've die? I've actually seen Sweet Fuck All. Really? About it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's like within the first second, you see the famous comet that destroyed Earth. Haley's Comet. Haley's Comet, which we we successfully shot down in, uh, I think, episode 783. It was coming to uh, destroy <laughs> yeah, Earth. Play the clip. Bang! Great clip. Man, we saved the Earth again. <laughs> Can't believe this podcast keeps on saving the uh, Yeah, you see the comet just bypass Earth completely. The dinosaurs look up and then go back to work. And then it's kind of like humans eventually came along and it's you know them living alongside and humans are kind of the new threat mm-hmm. but they're kind of feral and don't really talk and so it's yeah it's uh i think it's a great concept i just think the movie doesn't ever reach as many highs as it could right and i think that's because well we know it was in dev hell for ages but yeah i think it's it's a bit safe 
Sure. Maybe. But it's still really good. Looks beautiful. And it's nice to have a fresh IP from Pixar. Also think it was a bit overshadowed by the fact that four months earlier, Inside Out came out. It's yeah, the first year we had double Pixar. And maybe if it was a year gap, people would have been clamoring for it more. Um, so, you know what I finally bought last week was uh, the Blu-ray for Zootopia. Which oh, I that's really, right. Because you I, only watched a bit of another Archie. The first movie uh, I took Archie to and we had to walk out after that first hour. How was it? Tech Guru Steve watched it this started yelling, no, not this, not this. Pepper, Pepper. Not really understanding the concept of cinemas yet. What an idiot. He loves pop. So now if you're like, Archie, do you want to go see a movie? He says popcorn. Oh, really? He loves popcorn. How'd you get him into that? I gave him popcorn. At the movie. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, he liked that about Zootopia. He liked the popcorn part, but then as soon as he kind of got... Did you watch it with him now that you're in home entertainment? We will soon. We will soon. Yeah. uh, Tech Guru Steve watched it, said it was really good. Um, The short before that is quite good, but the short before the the Disney movie, um, Big Hero 6. Have you seen that one? What's the short? It's the short where it's it's about a, um, a little puppy... Who, oh, uh, yeah, sorry, best, yeah, by yeah. the guy that did Paper Man uh, a few years earlier. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Stunning. The puppy, like... Um, yeah, the Disney shorts have been unbelievable. Actually, I think we found them on Netflix, remember? There was the yeah, yeah, Disney... Yeah, the, the American Netflix. If you have, have US Netflix, they have the entire collection of Disney shorts since, I think, like, Steamboat Willie onwards, right? Uh, that was... Uh, more, more, more recent ones. More recent, sorry, there, there are some throwback ones. They're, they're an amazing, um, goofy short from, from a decade or two ago, and... Um, where he sets up a television, an entertainment system. Oh, that's right. I remember that and one. And a, it reads him out the instructions. I was like, now so put the, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Um, but, but yeah, uh, what's it called again? Feast? I think it's called Feast. Yeah, Feast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's about a little dog and, and his um, owner who starts single guy. feeding him junk food when he's a single guy. And then he meets a girl and starts eating sprigs he- healthier of food. Like, yeah, sprigs the dog of hates like, her. And then, yeah. Um, oh, they break up. But it's all told from like, you never see the owners or anything. It's all like legs down. Dog's point of view, absolutely gorgeous. That that, that destroyed me. Like, yeah, that was amazing. That Even was Paper Man was great as yeah. well. There's a really cute one with the umbrellas as well in the rain. If you that there. was a Pixar one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The umbrellas. Um, that could be one of my favorite Pixar shorts. I mi- what I was saying about Good Dinosaur. I missed. Apparently, the Pixar short for that's amazing, and it's the f- the one with the young Indian boy watching like he's trying to watch superhero cartoons, but his father keeps asking him to pray and stuff. And he envisions like the gods, uh, Vishnu and stuff, etc., like superheroes. Oh wow! And it's supposed to be amazing, kind of like deals with you know people's spirituality, but also comics and superheroes. It's but yeah, and oh, unfortunately, right up my alley. Yeah, 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 it's supposed to be amazing, and everyone's like, it's beautiful, and it's like you know Pixar's first time telling kind of like an Indian-based story, uh, which is very cool. Uh, would love to see it, but uh, yeah, uh, what was Inside Outs? Oh, I can't even remember. Oh yeah. no, God! I guess again, lava. Oh, Lava was cool with the song, and you loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's one of Archie's, like, in the car when he's Aww. angry, we put on Lava. I, have to, I sing that song to him before he goes to sleep. It's parenting talk in this episode, guys. Yeah, I'm uh, learning a lot 100, of 100, 100 years on, you, and we're, 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 we're parents, we're grandparents, great-grandparents. Yeah, yeah, Archie's a grandparent. <laughs> it's, a, it's a crazy world we live in. Yeah, Lava was great. I remember, I think I saw Monsters Inc. quite a few times. What was the Stork one? Remember the one where it was the cloud it would send out? Oh, that was really sweet. Yeah. My favorite one that I don't think is very well liked is um, one before The Incredibles, which is written by and performed by a guy who did the Ladybug's Picnic on Sesame Street. He's like an old, like, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six. Was that the Jackalopes? Yes, the Jackalopes. Yeah, that's right. That one was really weird, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's written and it's like a sing song. Bounden? Bounden, yeah. Bounden, that's right. Yeah, I remember that one. Was that that before Incredibles? Yeah. 
Yeah, man, I've seen that one heaps. I must have seen yeah. The Incredibles shitloads. Yeah, The Incredibles is great. Um, oh, yeah, I have. But what's, and then there's it? Day and Night, which is an excellent one as well. Have you seen that one? Oh, is that this? It's like the moon. The, the, the side, the, the, the television, like the screen is split into two. Yes, one I have side seen is day, it. one side is that night. One's, that one could be my favorite. That's, yes, so I keep many, saying that a lot. There's so many good ones. Um, Jerry's Game was one of the ones that came with Bugs Life. Yeah. And they ended up putting him in Toy Story 2 as the old guy who cleans Woody. Of course, that's the right. The fixer. Yeah. Um, I mean... In a way, they what was it? Barry B was the first Pixar short. That all, was, yeah, they, all those ones are so hard to watch now. These ridiculous. Like, I mean, it was in the seventies. PlayStation and a, One in the eighties. Seventies with the eighties. <laughs> it was in. Well, it was, you know. <laughs> I'm just trying to see. I'm trying to get a list of the Pixar shorts so we're not just like shooting blanks. No, no. We, I think we, we've covered. We've covered enough of them. Uh, there was the great one with the birds for the birds, and they're all sitting on the telegraph wire, and then the big bird the big will come along and push it down and stuff. Yeah. Do you remember one that was like a performer, like a juggler, in like a Spanish plaza? Yes, there's, it's like yeah. two, two buskers. Two buskers. Um, that and, was, and it was like a puppeteering. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. That, that's a Disney one, I think. That was like, the, yeah. Was, no, I think that was a Pixar one. Sure. Um, yeah, it was a Pixar one. All, yeah, And then there's a, a fantastic one, Presto. Um, oh. It's called it The Magician, which was before... Um, Presto was great. Yeah, That's yeah. right. The, He's trying the, to get the, the rabbit. rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. End of the day, all the Pixar shorts. Lava. Much are great. The Blue Umbrella, that was the one. Oh, La Luna. That, I haven't seen La Luna. That's, isn't that the, like, the goofy space one? No, no, that must have been. Day Night was great because it was the first 2D. That's right. Pixar film. And that was... Well, that was 2D on the outside, but it was... 3D animation. They said that was before Toy Story 3. Uh, Partly Cloudy, that was the stalk one. Presto. Oh, we're great at that. Oh, remember the one with the alien and he's the young alien trying to learn how to abduct? Yeah, yeah. That was sick too. Because, I mean, they really appeal to like a love of like Looney Tunes and yeah. and, and even like the old Disney shorts. Obviously, that's what they are. Like, so like, much. The Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck shorts, which I, we, I, I really like. I would love if there was a streaming service that you could subscribe to and just have those Looney Tunes like you know they're almost yeah. like comic strips in a way yeah they're just like gags and they're stuff just like gags. that they're setups and gags setups and gags it cause and it's effect it's so hard to, I mean a few of them are on YouTube but like I don't know I, I wish that they were all collected somewhere you know, I, would, I would totally buy a Looney Tunes uh, like Blu-ray set if that if yeah that what's existed. going on with that why, why, why isn't it a thing you think they would do like the Mickey app type of thing yeah and I, fire I, it I out. wish that existed I actually looked up the uh, on with the show this is it lyrics the other day Oh, yeah? You know, this is it, the night and nights. <laughs> you know, the Looney yeah. Tunes startup? Is that, was that the beginning there? Oh, yeah, with the show, this, this is, is it. it. Yeah. yeah, I was just sitting at work. And actually, uh, hello, f- fellow um, one-time hay farmer, Jen Fricker, was working with me that day. She came around. She's like, oh, can I ask for some help? I'm like, sorry, I'm actually very busy right now. She's like, you're watching. I'm like, yeah, I'm watching the uh, theme song to the Looney Tunes. Actually, I've been thinking about Looney Tunes a lot lately because um, Paul Dini, who is yeah, a, yeah. a Batman oh, writer who, right. who wrote on the Batman animated series. Well, he's like the forefather of, you know, of Harley Quinn. And, Harley Quinn. And, uh, he, uh, he wrote the Arkham games, Arkham, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Yeah. Um, he wrote a book, a graphic novel this week um, called Dark Knight, A True Batman Story. And it is an so autobi- it's autobiographical. autobiographical. It? Yeah. It's incredible. It's written with art by Eduardo Riso, who did like 100 Bullets. Oh, yeah. Um, he's great. Dude, it's such a... You, you have to read it. It's, I will. It's, I'll pick it's it a, up. It's a book. I love Dini. I love my bats. And it's, it's like pretty like heavy story because it kind of... It, it, it tells a story about... No, he's spoken about this on Kevin Smith's podcast, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah. It happened to him in the early 90s where he was writing He was writing for the Batman show. He got mugged in LA one late, late one night after kind of getting semi-dumped by a girl that he wasn't actually dating. <sighs> 
Um, he was at a really low point in his life and he was convincing himself that he was living the high life and then he got the shit beat out of him and the next day, like, the police kind of, you know, taking details, ask him what he does and he says, you know, he writes for television. What show do you write for? Batman. Oh, gee, you really could have used Batman tonight, huh? And then he has this, like, existential crisis about he doesn't want to write Batman anymore because... You know, he writes these stories about a superhero that comes to save people when they need him, but he needed a superhero and no one came to save him. Aww. And all the while, when he's going through all this, he is visited by visions of Batman characters. So, like, from Bruce Wayne, when he's trying to be suave at the bar with this girl who doesn't like him, um, to, like, you know, Batman when he's, like, you know, scanning for clues. That's and then, cool. like, the Joker is, like, you know, represents the bad feelings in his head and all that kind of thing it's an incredible read. yeah that sounds and incredible like, if you're a batman fan or just a fan of like you know uh <laughs> misery <laughs> um and and redemption tortoise stories, i love all of those things yes yeah, it's a, it's an incredible comic um but as well as writing for um batman paul dini also wrote for tiny tunes that's and, right and there's also references to a lot of St- steven spielberg stuff because obviously he, he did a lot of the um Warner Brothers animation stuff, Animaniacs. Oh, of course. And again, like these are all just cartoons that I loved so much when I was a kid growing up. And, and did Danny do anything with Roger Rabbit? Danny, no, that no. was that was way before before his time. I think I was like that's like eighty seven, eighty eight, eighty eight. Um, but yeah, all all of the those Warner Brothers animations. I just wish it was easier to watch them somewhere. Yeah, Tiny Tunes was great. Do you remember the theme song for that? They're tiny, they're the toony, toony, we're all a little loony. It's tiny tunes in it. Yeah. Yep. Good fun. Great, great fun. <laughs> I, mean, I, love, I mean, that that show was cool. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I mean, they had, like, bugs and stuff lecturing the kids in university like how to be yeah. new tunes it's like, like it was such yeah. a cool concept oh there were so many like weird cartoons that i kind of took for granted when i was a kid that i've been thinking about lately i'm like man there's kind of nothing like that tiny now. tunes was a great game on snes yes that was an incredible yeah game. that was a really good game 
Um, what was what was his name? Buster Bunny. Buster Bunny, and then there was Babs. Babs no, Bunny. No, no, that's the, that's the hot 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 Bugs Bunny. That's from that's, a, that's the one we all <laughs> had from, special dreams about when we Space saw Jam. Space Jam. Um, I can't remember what her name is. Now, do you think Space uh, Babs will be returning for Space Jam too? <laughs> like, why are they making that? What? Um, <laughs> you know, another one though that I've because uh, because obviously through the Serious Issues podcast, which I run with Siobhan Coombs, um, I've been reading pretty much every new comic, new number one comic that comes out each week. Wow, and. They did a Darkwing Duck series recently. Oh, wow. Did they try to, like, fuck it up and make him, no, like, a heroine No, it's, it's just, like, they're just, like, they're just pretty much continuing the I series. Still lo- Duckworth? No, what was the name of the... Duckburg. Duckburg. Oh, what was his name? Oh, something he, Duckworth? It, oh, God damn it. I used to love that Drake, show. Drake Dallard or something like that. Oh, yeah. I used to love Dark. I had a Darkwing Duck action figure. Dude, those action figures were incredible. I've yeah. actually considered, like, forking down some big... I had the, I had the Tailspin bucks. ones. Really? Remember Tailspin? Of course. Yeah, with Kit and Baloo. And I just, that was such a cool, weird era where Disney were just kind of like modernizing. Because Darkwing Duck, it was a, um, it had, fuck, we're going to, what was it? Had, it, had it had Crash launch, Pad. Launch, launch Pad. Launch Pad from, from, from DuckTales. It was like, some, man, this was some like EU shit. This yeah, was it's like, massive. It's, huge, it's so good. So much crazy shit. Oh, man. And obviously, Dis- Tailspin uses the Jungle Book characters. Yeah, yeah, had the Jungle Book characters. I was I mean, never Baloo. a Gummy Bears boy. <laughs> Bro, could have had those gummy bears <laughs> bouncing here and there and everywhere. Hey, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Huge, huge. Just like the D-d-danger. best time. Have you ever listened to that theme song lately? It's like a real lit Rescue yacht rock Ranger. song. Yeah, no, I had. It's like, how did Hall Notes not write this? Yeah. No, I did listen to it recently. Actually, the reason why I'm remembering all these shows is because I was at a, a friend's you've, house. you've started vaping. <laughs> yes, it's because we get it, I vape. But I was, um, like, you know, when everyone runs out of conversation at like a function now, so you get out your phone and start trying to outdo each other on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And we got stuck in like a Disney 90s. It started with gummy bears and then just went onwards. But That's yeah, Darkwing Duck's sick. Is it a good comic? Dude, it's really, really funny, especially as a Batman fan, all the weird parallels. Because he was such a like basically parody of Bruce Wayne because he was like a socialite Definitely. and yeah, famous. Yeah. And, yeah. Which, but, which is in itself is insane because at that point when that came out... Like, yeah, we had Batman and Batman Returns, but Batman wasn't part of, like, Ca- social cartoon. tapestry in the same way that... Obviously, the Batman cartoon as well. But, like, I mean, for, for, for it to be, like, for Disney to make an entire show that was a parody of Batman back then... Oh, I just think we would have been too young to pick it up. Yeah, you're right. Like, Batman was huge, like, since the 60s. You know, come on, Westy, baby. Westy, baby. <laughs> come on, Adam West, baby. 66, baby. The Adam Western suburbs. We get it. You do drugs and hang out with kids. <laughs> Let's talk about Star Wars Rogue One, as promised, in the incredible intro to this show. Yeah, now look, you probably... I've had a few people come up to me in the street. Let's play the clip. Hey, Angus. Get the fuck away from me. Don't ever walk on this street again. Great clip. Great clip. No, I've had a few people literally ask me. They're like, oh, how come you guys haven't spoken about any of the Rogue One... Uh, uh, what's the word you want to... The, the murmurs. And you know, the you and I don't now. like to speculate on rumors. I mean, that, you, you listen to your other podcasts for that. You listen to your lesser podcast for that. Let's play the clip. Hey, uh, everybody. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Yeah. No, you know, we, we, don't, we don't speculate about Star Wars. We speculate about everything else, but Star Wars is an ancient, you know, a beautiful, beautiful mystical creature which must be respected. And the elephant in the room, what, a month ago, there was all these horror stories coming out that, oh, Rogue One is in hell. It needs four weeks of reshoots. Uh, Disney declined to comment. I think they'll... In, it, what was weird when that came out a lot of people messaged me like oh no is Rogue One ruined what do you think I'm like I remember this time last year there was reshoots for The Force Awakens but there was not a negative spin on it it was just like they're doing reshoots yeah we're getting more movie hooray yeah it's like 
and then you know this week a huge EW uh, piece came out. It's a cover story. It's the cast on the new magazine. It's almost as if, and I feel a bit bad. Like Disney has allowed as one of the headlines on the front of the magazine. So you got the picture of the new crew, right? One of the headlines is just Darth Vader's back, and it's almost as if I think they were forced to do that because of this negative press, which got out of control. But uh, yeah, so Rogue One's happening. Reshoots are just a part of every film now, right? Sure, like, of course. Every Bob Iger, president of Disney. I mean, obviously, he's not going to say it's a bad, a bad thing. But, you know, Civil War or like when you book in a huge tentpole film now, you also book in the reshoots. It's just I I, I don't know why it was thrown out of control. I mean, you you look at a movie, you, you clean it up I've a bit. Got, I think I've got a good idea why. Hear me. Play that's the clip. That's Hollywood, baby. Oh, that's Hollywood, baby. That was also a cliff. That was a cliff. That was the when original. we first said it in episode one. Yeah. So you know, Rogue One. Rogue it's one. happening. Uh, some what EW. are the big details, baby? I need to know. Oh, well, baby, you came to the right place. <laughs> oh, can't wait, baby. We found out that well, Darth Vader's coming back and is being confirmed. We knew it was getting rumored for a long time. That sounds great. Uh, another interesting thing, which I'm not too sure how a lot of people will take it. I'm fine with it if it ends up to being true. Uh, president of Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, Kath to her friends, I guess. KK. KK to her even closer friends, perhaps her boyfriends. Uh had confirmed that it was not decided whether Rogue One will be starting with the famous Star Wars opening crawl. Which, to her, you know, she even said she's like, so far it's been a... The saga has that. Like, the main Star Wars saga has that. We're not sure yet if each film should start with it. What do you think? Should or shouldn't? Leave or stay? This is the one where they really need to decide the rules about... I mean, this... Rogue One has a bit of... You know, heavy lifting to it. It's going to be setting a standard for what you can and, I guess, can't do in these Star Wars spin-offs. Uh, if it doesn't start with one, I'll be fine. I just think a lot of people will be expecting it will be thrown off because it's the first time they've seen a non-saga Star Wars movie. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with it. Okay. Angus is fine with it, everybody. I'm Ang- fine. Angus votes leave. Um, I'm happy either way. Okay. I'm not um, bre- brexiting this. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not getting out of here. Bra- bra wars. Yeah, I'm not bra warsing. I'm just, uh, I'm browsing. <laughs> but I, I'm fine either way. But, you know, obviously, whatever this film does, I think everything, every spinoff should follow, you know, in its... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I think that's cool that they're very kind of being experimental. I mean, I always said the most exciting thing about these spinoff films are the fact that they will allow to more experimenting than the kind of tried and tested Star Wars, you know... Saga. Saga full of screen wipes and fades and irises, etc. And yeah, so it's kind of cool. I mean, John Williams isn't doing the score. You know, it's got all these new parameters. So I'm like, why not change that as well? But the most exciting... Junkie XL is doing the score, right? <laughs> Junkie XL is uh, tweeting the score. I think you've got you've to download an app and he'll, you get to hear it. And apparently, it's, it, look, from what I've heard, I've, I've stuck my head in out of the studio a few times. And it's lit. I'm, I'm really lacking it. What was interesting with the... A few months ago when the first trailer came out and a bunch of characters' names, uh, Forrest Whitaker's name, his character's name was left off and he was just called like a hardened soldier or something. But the biggest news was... And this is something that I'm, I'm really excited about and it's kind of the first time we've seen... I guess, the Star Wars story group, uh, you know, the guys that keep the continuity coming into their own. And he is Forrest Whitaker's character, the guy who speaks in the trailer. You do a great impression, I think. <laughs> no, you need to tell me the line because I can't remember what he actually sure. says. Um, the I'll, line I'll is, clip. if you can continue to fight, what will you become? What will you become? It's just like, I mean, he, he got an Oscar for Last King of Scotland. I did. Pretty sure. Well, yeah, you did. You voiced it. Um, Forrest Whitaker will be playing a character that featured in The Clone Wars. 
cartoon series, which I've told you to watch, which you've told me to watch Venture Bros. Yeah, yeah. Both are on Cartoon Network, which I think is pretty funny. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and he was on a series uh, in season five where he... His country, sorry, Star Wars. His planet's being invaded by you know the, the the baddies, and so Anakin leads a bunch of clone troopers to come and fight by their side and stuff like that, which is pretty cool considering Darth Vader's going to be in this movie. He's kind of young in it. Um, so is that in is that in Clone Wars or that's or in the Rebels? Clone Wars? Yeah, Clone Wars. So one how many seasons of Clone Wars are there? Six, and he's in season. How many five. episodes are in each season? Um, twenty, and then twelve. Yeah, I'm fucking never going to watch that. Hey. That's just so mean. <laughs> You've got to watch it. It's fantastic. It's so many hours of potentially no, boring entertainment. It goes for 20 minutes, an episode. You'll be fine. Uh, yeah, his character's Saw Guerrero. So that's why they weren't telling us. I mean, that's a pretty cool... Mm. I'm really into that. Uh, Was what, he a g- good character? He's like one of the more memorable characters from the run? I did remember him. I wouldn't say he's one of my favorites. He's kind of, you know, just a young, headstrong guy who's leading a band of rebels, which I, I guess is going to put him in a, you know, in a in, in a bit of a hardened soldier point of view, which he has been threatened to be. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. Apparently, he's a bit of a, you know, he's a relic, I guess. He's a relic of the Clone Wars as much as Obi-Wan Kenobi or someone is. So, one of the survivors. So, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, Rogue One, baby. <laughs> you on board? Of course I'm on board. Some cool shots came out of it. I, I urge you all to, if you're interested at all in this movie or Star Wars, check out some of the shots that came out. Uh, one, one, one that's really interesting is... One of the Death Troopers, the new black armored stormtroopers. One of them's holding like what looks like a well, what is a stormtrooper doll? Oh, really? So it looks like a like it's like in this world, like kids, you know, when they play soldiers, the good guys are the stormtroopers because that's what they're led to believe. And is it an original Ken? What's uh, the? Uh, no, no, it's not a Kenner. <laughs> no, no, but it's it's still pretty. I like that. It's the first time we've seen like a doll or something in Star Wars, besides the haphazard rebel soldier that Ray has in her uh, ATAT on its side. But uh, yeah, I, 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 that's a really intriguing shot. I'm really into it. And this really great shot of a bunch of um, classic stormtroopers, like kind of knee deep, uh, shin deep in uh, like an ocean, like with guns and stuff. And very reminiscent of like D-Day landing stuff. I'm getting a lot of vibes, a lot of beach vibe. Apparently there's the battles, uh, a lot of them are going to be based off World War II battles and stuff. So a lot of, you know, just the grunts getting owned. Yeah. One of the reports coming back from when they were going to reshoots was that it was too much like a war movie and not like a Star Wars movie. Okay. Do you reckon there's any truth in that? And would you want to see a movie that was in the Star Wars universe that felt more like a war movie than it did a Star Wars? I mean, look, it's called Star Wars. (laughs) So so if it's going to be a war movie, I'm completely fine with that because it's kind of like what Where are the stars? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't... Yeah, I, I don't know. Apparently... Yeah, that was how it was pitched, and Disney seemed to be saying, especially in this big EW, which which I'm calling a um, damage control, you know, exclusive shit they've done. They're they're saying no, it's still a war movie. It's you know, it's very much from the grunts' point of view, and there's barely any force use and stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, yeah. And one of the other characters we see, the guy in the trailer played by Donnie Yen, the Chinese actor, he has that kind of wooden sword. He's blind and stuff, but he's, I think, force sensitive. Right. But he's not a Jedi, but he respects them. Yeah, little, little bits of info came out about a bunch of them. Would you say he's a Force kin? I would say he's a Force kin. I'd say the Force kin did awaken and it rolled back and I had a really good time. I was doing a pun, but you just took it to cool places. The Force kin? No, I said Force kin, like rolled back. I was oh. being heaps gross. Yeah, I was like, he was like a kin oh, of no. the Force. <laughs> I was like saying, he was like, yeah, I know. Fuggin'. I- <laughs> 
Wow, that was a great clip for when we got heaps dirty. Uh, yeah, what do you think about Rogue One? I mean, I've been talking a lot about it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just keen to see it. I'm, I'm at that point now where I don't really want to see any more about it. Sure. Um, I, I'm happy to hear you excitingly tell me more about it. Oh, yeah. But, ben, uh, ben Mendo's character's name was out and stuff. What is it? Mendo? Mendo. But Mendo's so a sick name. Big Mendo and... Uh, Mendo Carlosian. Yeah, Big Mendo and, um, on campus. But yeah, he's playing uh, someone who is trying to impress the Emperor and doesn't like Vader. I- I'm curious to see how Vader's handled in this. Um, did you hear that his comics are coming to an end? I did. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm curious to see what they're going to announce as, as the next... If they're going to do a new creative team or a completely... I think, new... no, I think the story's done. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, think... as in... But do you think maybe we'll see a Darth Vader comic happen in between two different... Oh, that would be cool. I'd like a different era of Vader. I mm. think it would be kind of foolish for them to kill the Darth Vader title because it's one of the biggest ones out there. Well, no one likes... Uh, Starting again from a new numbering more than Marvel. Yeah, so, so you reckon they'll do another re one? Uh, his name is Director Orson Krennic. Oh, wow. So we've never had a director in uh, the Empire yet, so I'm looking forward to finding out more about him. Angus, um, you're forgetting a very important Star War or a war in the stars, a war from the stars that you saw recently. Yeah. All this Star Wars talk, and you're neglecting Independence Day 2. That's right, me and my papa, my big old daddy. <laughs> We went to see Independence Day 2 uh, on the I weekend. Saw, I saw the first Independence Day with my father. Yeah, and, look, uh, I, I did We have too. not seen the sequel together yet. Well, look, maybe you sh- maybe after after this episode you'll know whether you should or shouldn't or make your own mind up. Um, I saw it at... Um, yeah, what was before, your story? Before IMAX was built in Sydney. The one in Darling Harbour, the, yeah, the there, IMAX. There was one called like The Edge Cinema in the Blue Mountains. Oh, I think I remember that. And um, it was like, you know, they used to say it was the biggest screen in the Southern, Southern Hemisphere. And they would, um, you know, screen those big, dumb IMAX movies like, you know. Jet skiing. Yeah. <laughs> Water sporting. And then they used the full screen for that. Or you would go see, it, like, you know, a blockbuster. Projected. And they would just project it into the middle of the screen. So you just saw, like, this heaps of black space. With heaps of black space around it. That's great. So I went to Independence Day there. And um, loved the fuck out of it because I, mean, I was, what, was 10, 11 or something. I was eleven. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was. I saw it with my dad too, and I was reminiscing uh, about that with him on the day. I can even. I still remember the day. Uh, we saw it in Wollongong at the Greater Union in Wollongong. It was almost flooding. It was pissing down with rain. It was crazy. The whole and we're in a shopping center, which is right near the cinema. All the power went out. Um, I bought. This is going to really timestamp it. The Presidents of the United States of America, Dune Buggy, Australian Tour EP. Woof. Yeah. So I was walking around with that, really waiting to get home to play that in my... Just hear those B-sides. Oh, man. I think there was like five of them on there. It was an EP. It was yeah, big. It was a bonus. It was a tour EP. Yeah, it was a tour EP. There was probably some live recordings too. It was huge. <laughs> um, and when you bought a ticket too, you could get a coat combo and you got a hat that said ID4 and I was proudly wearing that even before I'd seen the film. Wow. I mean, that was when marketing used to be, you know, make marketing great again. <laughs> and I loved it. I mean, I, and I hadn't, I've only ever seen it once. I never rewatched it again. I saw it at the cinema once. Like, I didn't have it on VHS and... Yes, I just yeah, never felt... I it. bought it on VHS as soon as it came out on VHS. It had a holographic cover, didn't it? I'm pretty sure mine did, yeah. I remember my cousin had one. I was very jealous, but also I didn't have money because yeah. I was 12. I've seen um, Independence Day, I reckon, 30 times. Yep. And I've rewound the big explosion scenes. Those White Houses. Far many more times than that. Yeah, but, right. Uh, yeah, it was a very, very important It's great. No, I, I think it's fun. It's very fun. I mean... In primary school. I never... That for some year. reason... That, yeah, I, I, I'm about to go to high school. I can watch movies with explosions in them now. 
Yeah, and presidents. I, I bought an ex-rental copy of Chain Reaction at the school fete. Let's try and stop me, mom. <laughs> uh, I never see. I didn't see it a lot, so I do. I, I I did a quick wiki on the way over because I was. I did actually plan to rewatch number one, but um, you know, for reasons unknown, I didn't get around to. But because there were six seasons of Clone Wars to get through first. Well, you know, yeah, you've got some bigger fish to fry. That they Dory. are six seasons of the Clone Wars and Dory in the food court at Hornsby Cinema. Call back, great clip. Call back, great clip. Hit the clip. Play the clip. Uh, yeah, and. Same director, same... I wasn't excited when I saw the trailer for Resurgence. I was like, oh, okay, Jurassic World was good and you guys are like, okay, good, that that went well. Let's let's do the next... It just seemed to me very... Like, they were waiting to see if nostalgia worked at the movies and, oh, boy, <laughs> did it work. Also, it seems... One thing I didn't like about it, um, they're setting up, like, a franchise in this one. Oh, God. And it literally ends with like a scene where they're like, let's go get some more aliens out in space. And then the movie just ends. <laughs> wow. I think 20th Century Fox are very scared that they don't have Star Wars, <laughs> is what I'm saying. I mean, how much do you want me to tell you about this in spoiler territory? Yeah, I probably won't see it. So another alien comes. So it's set, in the, it's set 20 years. It's set in real time or whatever. It's 20 years. And a lot of our technology is now reverse engineered of the alien technology, which I'm into. Like, you know, Air Force One is like this cool little... Everything's kind of like futuristic and runs on like hovering shit. And, but, you know, houses don't look like iPods or whatever. Like it still looks normal. But we've just really improved tech. We can get, the moon, get to the moon in like 20 minutes and stuff, if that. Uh, and what's there once you get there? There's a female president. <laughs> On the moon? Not on the moon, no. Right. Um, Will <laughs> that would Smith's, be fucked, though. Will Smith's dead in this future because he refused to come back to it. But what's interesting is... How did he die? A test flight. That's all we hear. Right. We hear someone go, oh, they named a hall after your dad because he died bravely in that test flight. I'm like, that's a bit of a rip-off. Like, he was a great pilot. <laughs> For him to fucking die in a test flight, it's pretty, pretty barbaric. It's a lot of, like, meeting the kids of famous people. Uh, I think basically everyone but Will Smith's in it. But there's this bit where this alien thing comes, doesn't attack, and they're like, let's attack it, not again. And then you find out it's another alien who's travelled to them and wants to ally with Earth to fight the aliens from the first film who are really bad. Right. And they're like, it's weird AI and it's digital. It's like, we've uploaded our consciousness to this machine. And... We have a refugee planet we've made up of all walks of life who these aliens have attacked and you're the last ones they keep trying to get. Would you like to come and join us and fight them? So I'm thinking the next movie's going to be this like crazy avatar all out on like fighting those aliens on another planet. Right. It's so weird like to go from this like movie where it was like, like I kept thinking, I was like, there was a movie in Independence Day where Jeff Goldblum was playing chess with his dad in a park, like going to like an avatar planet to fight other aliens <laughs> is so far removed from that. Like is I Jeff think, Goldblum's dad still in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So. They're, they're great. In it. Like Jeff's great. He's kind of like very paint by Jeff Goldblum. Like, you know, just has to, I, I don't even think he looked at the script. Like he was just being Jeff Goldblum, which is what you need. Yeah. Um, it made me really miss his presence. So in the J- new Jurassic kind of series, I'd really like if they could pin him down. Ian Malcolm. Yeah, you really need him in that. I mean, that's pretty much why he got the job in ID4, I think, anyway. Like, they're like, be in Malcolm again, <laughs> I think. I don't know. But, yeah, it's just... I mean, it was so... The first one was so kind... Not ahead of its time or anything. Jurassic Park was. But, you know, it was very... You know, some monuments get destroyed and stuff. And this one's kind of just a bit, bit goofier and a bit spacier. Do monuments get fucked up? Like... Big Ben gets... Yeah, there's a spaceship that comes to Earth, which literally is so big, it looks like the Earth's wearing like a fedora. <laughs> like, it covers up like a third of the Earth. And there's a pretty cool sequence where it's like coming out of nowhere. 
and be, it has its own gravity because it's so big and it's like pulling up parts of Asia and then like dumping them in London and stuff. Oh, right. It's really weird. I didn't really get what was going on. Uh, yeah, I mean, not other than that, no, you don't really get any money shots of monuments getting blown up. Damn. It's kind of just like the, the first hour is, let's catch up with all those characters you might remember maybe from like there's... So no, no clips that Dr. Evil can play in the next Elson Powers movie? No, no clips, sadly, but just a lot of... A bit of clip that we can play, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of like a lot of... I mean, it was, it, but it was dumb, corny fun and, you know, uh, there was a bit... There's a queen alien, which is huge and great sequence where it's like chasing a school bus across the de- a desert of salt flats and, and there was school kids cool. in, the, in the school bus yeah there's school kids in the bus i mean it was look it was kind of fun but you know what we're getting into yeah like I, we left i left that and we're just kind of like okay never have to like think about that ever again or speak about it do you reckon they're gonna make a third one i think that they're very um you know you, you very been, confident you've been checking the box office mojo reports so i far, haven't look I'm not, I'm not that personally invested in this one uh if they do i guess they could do their own expanded universe with Avatar, which Fox own as well. I mean, sounds like that's what they're trying to do. I don't know if that's what they were getting at. Um, I just read the Action Man comic today. Oh, wow. Based that, off the toys. Yeah, because wow. uh, IDW has the big Hasbro license and they're about to do a massive event that ties in Action Man, Transformers, Rom the Space Knight, the Micronauts... Wait, is this in comics or in film? comics? Yeah, yeah. But, sure. the, but then you know that this is happening in film too. Yeah. So and Brian K. Vaughan is one of the writers. It's in like the writer of Saga and Why the Last Man. He's writing Action Man. He's like on the their board of writers. Wow. Um, the, the comics and the no, 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 not for Action Man. For like this, this ginormous, ginormous Hasbro. What are they called? So that's Hasbro licensing. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. What else is Hasbro? Like trolls? <laughs> <laughs> are they? No. Oh, okay. Or like the roboty things. Sure. Because apparently Rom the Space Knight is going to be in like a... Who is this? Rom what? Rom the Space Knight was like this uh, um, failed character in like the 70s and 80s. Yeah, right. That actually had like off the back of his shitty toys, Marvel published a bunch of comics about him and they were quite successful and he kind of got a cult favorite in there. Yeah, wow. And so he's getting brought back. Yeah, for free comic book day this year, IDW put out like a was Rom it good? the Space Knight. No. <laughs> but so apparently they're... Rom the Space Knight is going to be in the next Transformers movie. Ah, oh, is he a robot? Yes. Okay. Or he's kind of. I don't know. Fuck it. Who cares? We Michael Bay. Jesus Christ. Michael Bay, just get that money. He's, he's like the DJ Khaled of directors. I kind of don't really care what he does. <laughs> he's so the DJ Khaled, isn't he? He just does another big, dumb, loud thing with heaps of things in it. Major keys. Yeah. <laughs> Major transformer keys. He put up some, all his movies on Snapchat. Yeah. We'll watch it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Michael Bay looks like... He looks like someone's dad who I'd be scared to be alone with in a room, not for, like, sensual reasons. <laughs> it's he- because, like, I feel like he would be really, like, just right-wing and racist or something, and, he would, and I'd be bullied into, like, just nodding to his, like, weird statements. What's the, what's the closest thing that we've gotten to his, like, true vision? Like, has he ever, ever done Bad anything? Boys? His Bad Boys, and that, 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 that's not, like, any... That was him, like, working... Does he have he true wrote. vision? I don't know. I don't think... He, like, wasn't he like a music video director? Like, Right. Very commercial heavy. I think he's just kind of like, I do my shit and I go home. Armageddon? He did Armageddon. Yeah, I guess that's right. That's, that's probably... That's true. It's a very true visionary movie. That's a true... I mean, there's some Aerosmith. There's some Benny Afflecky. There's some Liv Tyler. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Armageddon. Okay. Write into us. Let us know. Um, hey, fan podcast is he, like, at gmail.com. like around with Jerry Bruckheimer? Are they just kind of going, let's, let's own the late, mid to late 90s? Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about Jerry Bruckheimer bringing Pirates of the Caribbean back? 
Is jo- well, I don't know. What's going to happen now after the you know alleged abuse from John Depp? Yeah. I mean, is that movie now in turmoil? I mean, isn't it called Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean 5, Pirates in Turmoil? I think... <laughs> I don't know. When we played the clip, when we found out... <laughs> oh. Yep. Great, great clip. <laughs> great clip. Should we do a commentary for that? Look, we still... We need to... Yeah, we, we, so we know um, the big news this week is that the uh, Batman v Superman... Ultimate Extended cut. ultimate cut has leaked. An extra 30 minutes if you're a glutton for punishment like some of us. So we were thinking maybe we should do an entire commentary of that whole fucking piece of shit. Um, so if you would like to uh, waste three... I mean, that, that would be a great thing to do live. Just so we could, you know, just get everybody. Yeah, why don't we go to a misery. bar or something and illegally project it somewhere and do that live? Um, yeah, Are you thinking? Yeah, if if, yeah. if you would like to waste three and a half hours of your life alongside ours, hit us up. Let us know. Yeah, you want that BVS extended commentary? Uh, hit us we, up and hello. Really painful for us and you. Um, a lot of people have been asking us to stop fucking talking about video games. We did we talked about movies this time, but did we, they? Uh, yeah, yeah. They said stop dicking around with video games and talk about the Silicon Valley. Finale, which just aired yesterday. Oh yeah, I've got to do a cramming sesh. Let's binge watch Silicon Valley. That's right. actually I, w- I started watching that over the weekend while I was away on a little, little holiday with my I'm wife. Doing Fargo, those Fargos. It was so easy to watch Silicon Valley. You know, I'll show you that like I don't know. Sometimes they're a bit of. A I slog. binged one and two. Like I just watched them they straight are, into. one I think another. it might be the easiest show to watch Silicon Valley. And that's not a. That's what's saying. It's like brainless because it's quite the opposite no, it's, it's like just one so of the best fun. written it's just, shows it's best acted the pa- one of the best paced shows ever also it's I think it's willing to take quite a few risks as well like oh, every episode you end with like what the fuck are they going to do in the next episode like I've I've almost feel the same way at the end of a Silicon Valley episode as I do the end of like some of Breaking Bad yeah, episodes 100% yeah I'm just like that feeling of dread I'm why like, are they doing this in one episode he owns the company and then like, at the end of it he's like not even employed by the company he started like and it's just awesome like it's just the best writing yeah this the, what I've seen in the third season I'm about halfway through um, as of probably this time tomorrow I'll probably be all the way through because it's that easy to watch um, I uh I'm I'm just loving it. It's very different to um to the first two seasons. Really, they're, you know, yeah, they're, they're they're getting out of um Ehrlich's house a lot more. Oh wow, getting out of the incubator. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, wow. it's still fe- featured extremely prominently in every episode. How is Ehrlich in it? Amazing. Yeah, he's so, he's so my favorite thing about this show. It's the first the his opening scene, including his uh kind of uh one on one confrontation with like a robot deer. Oh. It's just fucking fantastic. Yes, I can't wait. Is it worth free watching one and two again, do you think? Or is it I mean afterwards. You can just go dive straight into number three. Yep. Yeah. Is um Ross Hanneman in it? Uh who's he again? The um He was like the, the, the guy who was Sean Parker. The, yeah, yeah, no, he's he's not in it yet. Okay, I I'm really, sure I really up. hope he's in it. He yeah. was like one of the greatest things about season two. But you know who is like one of the main characters in uh, in in season three? No. I won't tell you what role he plays, but uh, the guy who plays Ned Ryerson in Groundhog Day. Oh yeah, right, Phil. Phil? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So he's yeah. not even watch out for that first he? step. That's a doozy. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's a brand new character brought in for this season, oh, cool. and he is amazing. In it. Yeah, great. He's so fucking good. Um, it's more How about. How old is he? Uh, you know, old enough, pretty old, pretty bald. Um, but he's killing it. It's greatness. What he's else still, is he in? I don't know. Just that. <laughs> <laughs> Just Groundhog Day. Yeah, that, actually. So how good would that be if your fucking track record was Groundhog Day and Silicon Valley season three? Mike Judge is killing it. Seriously, this, this show is is just really really great it's yeah just, it's just it's one it's the one of the greatest comedies to 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 appear in the last do yourself decade. a favor and watch it 
We were going through a few other shows that we uh, need to catch up on. You, you want to catch up? Yeah, Preacher. I don't really want to catch up on that one. I, you don't I, watch season I one? I watch it out of duty. And I just did not like that first first episode at all. Um, if, if you think we should watch it, let us know. Um, I'm curious. We want to we want to catch up on Veep. Yeah, I've got to smash it. I heard the last episodes on tonight. Right. And, uh, we uh, won't catch up on Game of Thrones. Very sorry. I know there's a lot of people that are kind of wonder why we don't watch it. Lee Tran Lam, who has been on the on the, on the, the TV show episode. before. Uh, she has actually suggested that we do an episode where we talk to people who watch Game of Thrones about why we don't. I think that could be interesting. Or the other option is you and I do a recap episode of never having watched it. Oh, you know, we actually recorded that. Let's play the clip. Okay. Yeah, so Jon Snow fucks a, 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 a hobbit and... And um, DJ Khaled was in it. DJ um, Khaled was great he as was amazing. the dragon. Yeah, when, when he, when he uh, burned down the village... And yelled, another one. <laughs> <laughs> and burn another one down. I mean, you know, and people, to think that early, back in uh, 2016, we said Michael Bay hasn't had a definitive shot yet. I'm so glad he directed that season finale. Yeah, I thought it was um, cool how they um, shot the final half of the season in, uh, in 3D uh, animation. I just love the fact that everything's in portrait mode now because of Snapchat. Like, I can't, I'm never going back to widescreen again. Yeah, I thought the, the Snapchat exclusive episodes were, which we saw different sides they were my to all the characters whose names I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, I like seeing the little fellow with the uh, the puppy uh, filter on. That was great. And um, I thought um, Australian comedian Tommy Dasselow was incredible as the royal egg <laughs> in uh, episode four. Oh, the Humpty subplot. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. When he falls down, all the Kingsmen have to put him back together. That was like. The cliffhanger was a bit like it was a bit tough, but, and he wouldn't talk to me about it in real life. I said, "Do you? Whoa! Do they put you back together or not?" He goes, "I'm not allowed to say, but let's just say <laughs> there won't be omelets for breakfast tomorrow." Oh, he's coming back. Great clip. That was one of the best clips. So if you want more of that, <laughs> <laughs> if you want us to do clip shows, if you want us not to insult, but just in, not the show because we haven't said, but insult your fandom by not watching it and just <laughs> wasting time. Just making ourselves laugh by talking about stupid things. I actually think it could be interesting to do that within a, an episode of having uh, people have watched it on. Right. If, if so, if we so they could be like, are we anywhere close to what, what the okay, show's okay. like? Yeah. So we let's not invite Lee Tran on because she already knows that we don't watch it. All right. Let's invite three people that we know watch it and then pretend we, that we, we've, we've watched, watched it, all. it too. Yeah. And then just do that. Gotcha. Do that, do that great bit of business. Gotcha. For about 30 seconds until we start laughing. We pranked you. Tommy Dassler jokes. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Lee Tran Lamb. I know you're listening now. <laughs> it was the season finale tonight as well, so you're probably just extra Extra, extra Game of Thrones. Yeah. I mean, um, if you want us to just make up Game of Thrones stories in between seasons, I'm also willing to do that. Man, I'm willing I, to- I, I really got sad when that guy didn't hold the door. I don't, I don't yeah, know, but I, I, man, I'm very angry at you for posting about that on on Facebook. Very upset that you spoiled a show for me. <laughs> it's the last time you do it, Angus. I want to thank you so much for the last year of my life. Her fam has been a wonderful addition to my oh, same my here. growing family. Yeah, it's been fantastic. I'm glad it gives you know. It's nice to check in once a week. You know, it, gives, it makes us uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people should be more social. And I, I was reading an article the other day that uh, guys in their late twenties uh, that they're they're they lose contact with a lot of their friends more than any sex in many, any other age in the world. 
Uh, so it's nice to be, you know, to contact and reach out to someone once a week. Especially Say hi. in our very late twenties at thirty-one. At thirty-one, yeah. But I was thinking, you know, this is good. It's like you, uh, it's true. You know, it's, it's hard to catch up with people and see things. And this is really nice. And everyone gets to listen to it as well. And you know what? You everyone has it, to listen to it. They have to. It's the <laughs> law. Um, yeah. And in, in in the what twenty fifty two when uh, Wesley Snipes becomes president of the world and basically just does, you know. What he wants He'll stop telling us about it And play the clip Well President Snipes What are you doing here? My name is President Robo Snipes <laughs> Watch The Hey Fam television show And Blade Trinity ah, Forever You gotta press hold, You hear that? Hold the door <laughs> Damn it you spoiled it <laughs> Wow great clip Great clip Roll the clip uh, Yeah I also like um, You know yeah, it's been great. Yeah. Let's keep doing it. Well, now that we've done a full year, it's time for a rebranding, I think. So, uh, do what, are you, what are we calling it? I mean, I, I think we were going to call ourselves um, Australia's premier Tommy Dasselow roasting podcast. Okay, great. Um, I wouldn't mind doing that with uh, somebody else who might like to add a little salt to that. Yeah. Those roasted potatoes. Have you got anyone in mind? Um, me. Great. Okay, Yeah, perfect. you and me. So, you're going to stay on together. for the next yeah, season? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, I think we should uh, play the clip where you and me prank call Tommy Dasselow. <laughs> What do you think? What, right now? Yeah, we'll play the clip. Are you ready to play the clip? Yeah, I'm ready to play the clip. Let's play the clip of, uh, of uh, episode uh, 218 when we prank called Tommy Dasselow. Hello? No, no, I've got a better one. Oh my God, is he not going to answer? Hey, hey, Tommy Dasselow, it's uh, it's um, Angus from HeyFam. Um, I just wanted to uh, hit know if you if you knew the song, the words of the song by the presets. Um, are you are you an egg? Great clip. That was awesome. That was a great clip. <laughs> Thanks for using my name. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to sing Happy Birthday. <laughs> That's the lamest prank ever. Do you want to sing them Happy Birthday? Um, if you want us to just solely just uh, use this podcast to prank Tommy Dasselow. Uh, Press one now. Press okay, one. great. <laughs> we'll be back next week with more Hey Fam, more Hey Fun. And more Hey Dads. Hey. <laughs> Um, you can find us online, facebook.com slash heyfampodcast. Um, we also posted a little video earlier, speaking of real clips, of part of the pilot that Levens and I shot with a bunch of our closest Hey Family friends, and you should check that out. Uh, we're, the- we're thinking of getting viral, and we're going to need your help. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, if you want to see uh, Joyride sing the MASH theme with us. Don't to- watch this. Watch the Joyride sing the Cheers theme instead. Oh, the Cheers. <laughs> oh, that's right. He wanted to do the MASH, but he needed Cheers. I think he was... Said it was too upsetting if he played MASH. <laughs> he was, he was, it's also an instrumental. Uh, you can also send us an email saying how much you loved this fantastic, entertaining episode. And next week, we're doing five hours of video games. Uh, HeyFanPodcast at gmail.com. And, Thanks, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Stephen Jobs, uh, you know, Walt Disney. And Jerry Bruckheimer. And Jerry Bruckheimer. DJ Khaled. And Michael Bay for believing in us and believing in Independence Day 2. Yeah, and donating to our start- startup. Yeah, thanks for stunning, uh, for GoFunding us. Uh, go Ang- find yourself now. Yeah, go, uh, go find yourself. Angus has another podcast called The Greenlight Boys. Yeah, we haven't recorded for a while, but we're thinking about it. 
Um, I'm in the same boat with my food podcast, The Mitchin, but we're going to start recording new episodes this week. I said, I said, I'm not recording, Scott, with my uh, my 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 my, my Greenlight Boys pun until Levin does another goddamn Mitchin episode. <laughs> we're in a stalemate. <laughs> But I, I do have another podcast called uh, Serious Issues, um, which is a comic book podcast that we record every single Monday. That goes if you're looking Tuesday. for serious issues, you're about, a comic book fan, you know, you should what's be going on in the Middle East and stuff, you've gone to the wrong podcast. <laughs> but if you want great, great advice on what to skip, what to buy, and what to, um, I don't know. Trade. What to trade. What to skim. In the world of comics, this is your cast. Sick. You've listened to Hey Fam. If you like what you heard, head to our iTunes page. Leave us a nice review. Five stars, please. Five stars to another hundred years. Peace. To another hundred years. Great clip. Hey! Bam, 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 Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.